Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
hallelujah, that's uh, those ropes. And uh, I really enjoy them. I think they can really harmonize. And there's an angel in the room. Yeah, whatever we're going through, whatever sickness or whatever, God will always have someone there that can help us. Many times we're depending on man. We want man to be there. And God is a jealous God, and he's not going to have any God, other God, before him. So what we have to do, we have to remember him first. Remember him first. Pray. And he's going to move. He's going to fix it all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I got another request this morning, and uh, let me see if I can pull this one uh, from the song Bought. And, uh, wait a minute. Okay. All right. Now, I know Sister Jerry liked this kind of carrot over here, but, uh, this morning I got a good request. So I'm going to this one. When we come back, we're coming back with prayer. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. That Al will jazz up a song right now. And uh, we thank God for Wait a minute, y'all. He was coming back, I guess. Yeah, we thank God for good gospel music. It's the words that I mainly listen to. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on the others, hallelujah, hallelujah, thou art calling. Do not, do not pass me by. And so I'm grateful unto the Lord this morning for good gospel music, and I can call on him. David taught me that. David said he called on the Lord. <laughs> David said, I cried unto the Lord, hallelujah, and he heard my cry. I'm telling you this morning, there's not another God like him. And, and and a lot of times we're not walking by faith, we're walking by sight. We're going to pray. And guess what? We need to remember him, come up in our faith, come up in our trust in him. Because many of us are lacking some things because lack of faith and lack of trust. And there are some things we think we can we should do it ourselves. But I heard him when he said this. Your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. I know this morning, without him, I can do nothing. Anything I need, I'm carrying it to him in prayer. I'm going to him. I may already know it, but I'm taking it to the Lord in prayer because I need everything to be covered by him, not by me. Hallelujah. We walk by faith today and not by sight. And the just shall live. By faith, huh? Faith. Anybody coming to God, listen. Those who come to him, we must believe. Faith. Yeah, faith. We must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you're diligently seeking him, you're finding out about everything because you're asking him. You're not just walking in what you think going to happen and how it's going to play out. And it goes like this. Now, we go to him because if we diligently seek him, that's always continue constantly seeking him. He's going to reward us. I've been rewarded. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is faithful. Yeah, I heard that Al Green laugh too. And I know that laughter, that's a spiritual laughter. That's just not your... Every day come and laugh now. That's a spiritual laugh. And I do it too. I do it too because many times that thing feel good and laughter is like a medication. Yeah. So you hear me laugh some mornings. Yeah. Maybe every morning. I, I don't pay attention, but I know I laugh. Yeah. And uh, I'm grateful unto Almighty God that I can trust in him with all my heart. He's not a God that will fail us and lead not to mine own understanding. And all my ways, I can acknowledge him. He's going to direct my path. If I just don't be wise in my own eyes, but fear him and depart from evil. Yeah. And that's the part I'm working on, departing from evil. Because I fear him and I can't just do any and every old thing. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And we're thankful unto him. Listen, let's go to prayer. After prayer, we go into one more song. Let's pray. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for another Thursday morning. Father, February the 2nd, 2023. This is a Thursday we have never seen before, brand new to us. And Father, we're going to rejoice in this Thursday. We're going to be glad in it because you made it and you made Thursday good. Many times what come along during the day, God, it don't feel good. It don't feel right. Some things hurt for this, that, and the other. But we know you. We know you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whatever come our way, if we'll look to the hills, look to you, Father, from which our help come from. All of our help comes from you. Father, you made the heavens and the earth. We thank you this morning for waking us up, clothing our right minds. We thank you for the use and activity of our limbs. Father, we thank you today for life, health, and strength. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to his majesty. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. You didn't have to do it. But your love, your grace, and your mercy, oh, you did it for us one more day, and we'll thank you. We're thankful. Yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is not promised, but we have Thursday. We have this day. And, Father, I ask that you would lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake this day. Father, I ask that you would remind us to keep our mind on you. It's you that will keep us in perfect peace. Help us to remember whatever we are going through. If we lay it on the altar, come boldly before your throne of grace and lay it on the altar and walk away. God, you're able, hallelujah, to fix any and every situation. There's nothing too hard for you to do. Help us to remember, Father, our trials come and make us strong. And sometimes we're praying, but you're not moving because you want us to end the trial. You want us to go all the way to the end of the trial. And, Father, because we went through the trial, we're praying for the outcome. God, give us the understanding. Give us the knowledge and the wisdom of this trial. Teach us, Lord, even why I'm in the midst of this trial. Hallelujah. When I come out, I come out better than I went in. Oh, yeah, Lord, I have more. Father, we ask this morning that you would move. Strengthen those that are in a trial, God. Oh, yeah, strengthen and bring them out in your time and in Jesus' name. Father, we can't hurry you. We just have to wait and give you time. And we thank you this morning for every trial. Oh, God, every tribulation, everything we've gone through, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Mm. But there is a reward. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you this morning. Father, we bring every caller and every listener before you, those that are coming through the archives and the podcasts. Father, we ask this morning that you would bless these, your people. Lord, bless their family and friends near and far. Move for them today in a mighty way. Lord, those that are having a struggle with believing, Lord, send your word. You sent your word and it healed them. Send your word for faith this morning, God, for trust in you so that your people can be blessed the more. Because you bless us every day, waking us up. You bless us every day, food on the table, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. Many of us have transportation. We thank you this morning. 
But Father, I ask that you would move in a mighty way for them today in the name of Jesus. And again, those that are in financial struggles, Lord, they're struggling with money. I ask today that, God, you would send uncommon financial blessings they way. Lord, multiply unto them finances today in the name of Jesus. February 2nd, 2023. Again, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, your word said we have not because we ask not. We're not asking amiss. We're asking according to your word. Hallelujah. Come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Lord, many times finances bring about a burden to us. Sometimes it may be that we don't have enough money to pay bills. We don't have enough money to buy all the groceries or whatever the case may be. But we want to come unto you. Hallelujah. Because we are burdened and heavy laden. Oh, we want to learn more about your will and your way. Father, we want to be in your will, not in our will, in your will. Hallelujah. Strengthen us as you have your way, God, in our lives this morning. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We thank you. Father, we bring those that are sick before you this morning, and we ask that you would heal today. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Hallelujah. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. Move today, Father, in healing. Oh, for all of us, whatever we need. Father, whether it's mentally or physically, we ask that you would move today. You gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Hey, God. Hallelujah. So we are not mental cases. Oh, yeah, Lord, we're your people. And as we look to the hills, which come at our help, Lord, you fix whatever is broken. You fix whatever needs mending. And you fix it in a way it can never be broken again. And we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we bring those that are incarcerated. And, Lord, we ask for a special blessing for those that are innocent and they locked them up. Lord, we ask that you would turn the key, that you would release them today in the name of Jesus, because they found out they're holding an innocent man in prison, an innocent woman in prison. And Lord, those that are guilty, this morning we pray for their families. We pray for their children. That God, you would help today. That Lord, you would send someone to plant your seed, someone to water. But we know that it's you that would give the increase. Move for them and their families this morning in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we bring those that are in every branch of the military. Mm. Have mercy today, O God. Strengthen them, strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Lord, strengthen the administration of our military, every single branch. Lord, we ask that you would bless, give courage to every woman and every man. They're serving in our military. Lead and guide them in the right path, oh God. Oh, to keep us safe. And we thank you. We thank you for them going to do what we could not do. We give you glory, honor, and praise for our military. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Again, every branch, every branch. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bring widows. 
We bring bereaved families. We bring intercessors, prayer people. We bring preachers. Lord, preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you and love for your people. We bring Israel and Jerusalem this morning before you. Hallelujah. 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 We bring all our brothers and sisters overseas before you. And Father, we ask this morning that you would strengthen Benjamin. And Lord, you know what his family is standing in need of today. We ask that you would supply need unto him according to your riches and glory by your son Christ Jesus. You gave him instructions what's going to make you move quickly. And God, give him the heart and the mind and give him the understanding of how to follow your instructions that he and his family may be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, we bring Brother Frank's sister before you this morning. And Father, we ask that you would strengthen her, strengthen her in her hour of need. And Lord, let her know Frank belonged to you. And Lord, you took him home to take his rest. Frank was going through real bad. He was really sick, oh God. And Lord, you know his suffering. So Lord, strengthen his sister, strengthen his family that they can endure and get through this. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask this morning that you would continue to bless America and the leadership and have mercy this morning, oh God. And Lord, whatever is in our leadership that shouldn't be, we ask that you would remove it in the name of Jesus. We bind up every evil and hindering and negative spirit. That's in, our military, that's in our leadership. And God, we cast back, we cast back, we send back, bowing down to you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we speak this on them that they would obey you. Our leadership would obey you and obey your word. It would become serious to them because they would get to see without you, Father, they can do nothing. All we ask it in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask this morning that you would bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today. Move by your spirit for your people. Feed us, Lord, until we want no more. Don't let a word fall on bad ground, stony ground. Lord, let it all fall on good ground and let it begin to sprout up and grow in your people. Hallelujah. That they will become accustomed to obedience, accustomed to obeying you. In the name of Jesus. And we pray for preachers everywhere this morning. Hallelujah. Help and bless their families today. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayer. Father, without you again, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I want to share this. I didn't get the uh, email until late in the, in the evening yesterday. But Brother Frank went home to take his rest. And uh, at 11 o'clock, yesterday morning. So he's like three hours behind me. So maybe it was around one hour time in the eastern time zone. 
And, uh, yeah, he went on to take his rest. But Brother Frank was really sick. Yeah, he was. And when I would call him in the hospital, he he did his very best. Did his very best to make me think he wasn't that sick. I mean, he wanted prayer. He wanted prayer, and he let me know, Sister Barbara, I'm sick, and, and, and you know, I need prayer. But he didn't really tell me the depths of things. His sister did. But he never did. I know I've been knowing Frank for 10 years at least. I know it's been 10 years. And uh, he's been a blessing to Freedom Doors. He's been a blessing to Jesus in the morning. And uh, many days before he got down sick, as we call it in the South, he would come and share. And when I would talk about the old days, he would say, oh, yeah, I remember those days. And you know, Sister Barbara, I knew so and so and so. Yeah. He was a military man. And he retired from the military. And I think Frank had some great honors. And uh, he wasn't a, a, a very poor man. That That's not who he was. And he was a cheerful giver. He gave much alms to the poor. People mistreated him and uh, because of his kind heart. But he never looked at that. He kept right on going. And you could not tell him you was hungry. You could not tell him nothing about children. They don't have. They don't have Christmas. They don't have for the birthday. Frank was going to do something. Yeah. For the children. But many people did. They took advantage of it. But it's okay. He's a cheerful giver. He was a cheerful giver. And he kept it moving. Yeah. And I thank God for him for Brother Anthony. Hallelujah, hallelujah, they built a relationship. Yeah, you, you hear me say it many times, I don't know how to be a man. I've never been a man. I can tell you how to be a thoroughbred woman now. I can do that. But now, I asked Brother Frank, I said, Brother Frank, Brother Anthony, is this, this, and this? He said, okay. I said, Brother Frank, can you talk to him? Yeah, yeah. He was happy to talk to Anthony because he saw Anthony as a son. And so they would talk and now he's not sick anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if he was now, you know there's a tree and the leaves are for the healing, huh? <laughs> but where he went, he's not sick. He's resting. Hallelujah. And one day he's going to get up when God called his name. Yeah. But he was good to me. He was good to me. Uh, we used to disagree on some things, and behind the scenes sometimes we would fight. Yeah, yeah. Because I have to tell him, now, Brother Frank, this, this, and this. And we, he was like, well, Sister Barbara, now that, yeah. I was telling his sister about some, some conversations. I said, I've been knowing him a long time. She was like, yeah, when I told her, I said, and I know Frank. I know how Frank operates, and I began to share with her. And she was like, yeah, 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 I don't have to lie to you, Sugarfoot. I'm telling you the truth. I knew how he was. I, I knew what would get on his nerves and everything. Yeah, I knew that Frank. Ten years, you know I know him. And he'll call me, I'm going to call you back, okay, later. Uh, I'm trying to put some things together. I said, okay. He would go to the VA hospital, and whoever took him, because most times when he went, he had a ride. But I, I blame that VA, too. 
I blame the VA hospital because they did not give Frank what he really needed in time. And he waited too late. Then he went to the regular hospital and they were able to help him. But had he gone sooner and stopped messing with the VA, he would have been better off in my book. But God knows what's best for him today. Yeah, but he would go to the VA hospital and whoever took him, he's sitting in the car with the car door open and watching the people. And uh, somebody come by there looking homeless or whatever, hungry, Frank will feed him. Frank will take care of him. <laughs> I say, man, what are you doing? He said, I'm working. And I'm going to tell you another thing, and then we're going to move on this morning. But uh, he he was blind, Brother Frank. He, he, he couldn't see. And he couldn't get around like we get around. But what he would do is he would work that VA and he would work his phone. <laughs> Many days I got called and they would say, is this Sister Barbara? And I would be like, yes, Brother Frank told me to call you. I'm telling a lot of people knew. And then he would tell, he would tell me what I told him to come to the show. Did they show up? I said, yeah, but Frank, I, I talked to him. I, I even seen a number in the studio. Yeah, that, that that's what I want to know. He had a sister-in-law. What was her name? Oh, I forgot her name. Je- Jeanette. He introduced me to Jeanette. And Jeanette was coming to visit me. Yes, sir, Brother Anthony. Yes, sir. Jeanette was coming to visit me, and Brother Frank said, well, hold up now, Coastal. I had just moved here. said, hold up, Jeanette. So the barber done moved. And she said when she heard I had moved, she was coming to one place uh, in Jacksonville, and she said, oh, I may as well not call her. Because I, I said, Brother Frank, let, you should have let Jeanette come off. We, we could have worked this out. He was like, well, I, I, she said she was in another spot. Y'all know he got that deep, he had that deep, heavy voice. Oh, when he first started coming, the women were just loving him, just loving him, uh, loving that boy. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Frank, I'll never forget him. And uh, I'm going to miss him real bad, I know, because there are days I called him, you know, and and Frank can tell you some things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now see what Brother Lewis said. Brother Lewis said, me too. The VA didn't fix me when I had the infection that almost killed me. Yeah, and at the end, and that's what Brother Frank was telling me. He Sister Barbara, I couldn't go back to the VA because they're not going to do nothing for me. I, 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 I went to the uh, regular hospital. What they call that? Civilian. Civilian hospital, he said, and um, oh, they they giving me better care here, and they working on me, Sister Barbara, and, and and I believe I'm gonna get better. I said, and I believe it with you. We got to call him uh, while he was in the hospital, but um, his sister, he was sick, y'all, really sick, really sick, and so his sister said, you know, don't tell everybody, don't call him. He told me to have everybody to call him. She said, don't do it. So, you know, to respect her wishes and to keep the peace, I didn't. But I'm going to tell you, I believe if people could have been around Frank, Frank would have been the bomb.com right now. You know why? He loved people. And he loved it when you call him 
and say stuff like this. Well, I just call you to check on you. How you doing? Oh, I'm good, Sister Barbara. Yeah, this, that, and the other. He loved that. And he loved people. And he loved it when you called him. Because I'm telling you, he worked that phone. Oh, Frank knows how to work that phone. You hear me calling all kind of people. He had these two ladies. Excuse me. I think they were evangelists. And he told them, call the show and listen. And they called the show and they told me, Brother Frank told us to call. And we have enjoyed the show, yada, yada, yada. And they got back with him. Sister Linda. Yeah, no more llama beans. See, uh, I sent him his last batch of llama beans. I shouldn't have did it, I don't think. But anyway, Sister Linda out of California, that's how I met her. Every morning, uh, she's going to send me something encouraging for the day. Been doing it for years. But I met Sister Linda through Brother Frank. Yeah. And a few more people. Yeah, uh, I can't think of her name now. Y'all know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there now. I did so many and so much. But I met this woman, uh, uh, Sister Kathy. I met her through Brother Frank. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful. And, uh, yeah, we're going to miss him. We truly going to miss him. I am. And I know Brother Anthony will. And I know that, uh, Brother Anthony, I know it's touching for you. Yeah. I know it's touching for you. But God knows what's best for us today. And he's got it all under control. And uh, he's going to fix everything. Everything. Hallelujah. 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 All right, Benjamin. I hope you can hear this morning. Yeah, I hope you were able to get on today. Yeah. And you know what? That's what I think, too. I think military men and women should have top-notch care. I think they should have the best doctors, get the best medications, uh, or whatever they need. That That's the way I think. Because of this, they went to do what you wouldn't do. They, they spared your life by allowing you to stay here and work at a hospital. You don't have to go over in the combat area with legs and limbs and, and there's no telling what's over there. Been blowed up during wartime. But these men and women went to save you and your family. And and and, and I'm I I I leadership, this is what you think of them? My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. So I, I I thank God this morning that He's able to see us through. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 brother Anthony. Yes, love. Ah, that's what he needed. More love. He need nobody fussing at him. He need nobody trying to control him. Frank needed love. And uh, I because I told him I said, Hey, look here now. I said I'm gonna have some people to call you. And this and that. He said, do it. Call me. I, I want to hear from everybody. I said, all right. <laughs> and I, in the mornings, I would call him, but I didn't talk long to him. Because the way he answered the phone, you know, I knew he was going through. 
And so I said, well, Brother Frank, I just wanted to call you and let you know I'm thinking about you, praying for you, you know, and uh, we would talk briefly, and I would let him go back to sleep. But the day Irene called him and the day Jerry called him, oh, he was all bad. He was just beside himself. And I tried to get Robin Lynn to call him, and she said she would, but I don't know what happened that day because she had a lot going on, too. But anyway, because uh, he always called her Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, Jerry. Me too. Me, I'm so glad I got to talk to him. Yeah, he called Robin Lynn, maybe Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And because uh, one morning, we, well, we had been looking for some stuff and working together. And um, I think either I brought it up or she brought it up. I said, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And we laughed. And you're going to drink some wine from the frog? Oh, we just laughed. And so she brought that to Brother Frank. We let Brother Frank in on it. And, <laughs> and he would say, is that Jeremiah a bullfrog? I said, yeah, that's her right there. And we would just have a wonderful laugh, even on the show, on the show many days. We had some wonderful laughs over that, yeah. And and uh, I'm with you when you're right, see, all of our money is going to it. There should be no homeless veterans. No, ma'am, it shouldn't be. It should not be any. But, see, a lot of times I'm looking at things, it looks backwards to me. Because you give to who don't, who don't deserve. And that proved to me man is a pitiful creature. He don't know nothing. And he refused to go to God to get something. What, what the things that he doing? He think is uh, oh, it's all you know. It's just what it should. No, no, nope. Because if you go to God, you're gonna get much more, and you're gonna get what matters the most. Oh yes, you will. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We thank God this morning for all He has done what he's doing right now, and what he's going Great and mighty things for us. Yeah, great and mighty things for us. Hallelujah. I've been trying to eat vegetables. I was feeling a little hungry, so I ate green beans for breakfast. Nothing in them, nothing in them. Maybe a little black pepper. And uh, I got to eat more. Yeah. But I can't eat what I want to eat more of. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't eat all that, but I got to eat vegetables. I can have them, uh, meat, you know. But I can clump everything together. See, I used to would have a plate, <laughs> but now I can't have that. So I have to eat what I got to eat and do what I got to do in a way to uh, continue to come off. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning. That's my cousin Jackie. All right, I ain't seen her in a minute. All right, we're moving right along because we're going to get to the message. Aha, uh-huh, that's it. That's it, joy to the world. <laughs> Three dog night. That was it, Brother Louis. That was it. Okay, eat every two hours. All right. Uh, uh, today we're going to bring Bishop Rudolph McKissick, Jr. And uh, he's got a message for us. I thank God for him. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. Matter of fact, he's from Bethel. That's the name of the church. That's what we call it. And it's downtown. One of the oldest churches, black churches, 
ever. And uh, humongous, they had the big bell and all that. Uh, Florida State College is on State Street, and Bethel is right behind it. And uh, many people attend that because they felt like to go to church there, you know, it was prestigious and uh, they was highfalutin and, you know, all this stuff. So, but Junior came in there and he changed some things around. He went to preaching that straight up gospel. I don't know if all the same people still attend now because I, I knew a lady, she was a school teacher and she couldn't stand that kind of music. I pre- oh no, she couldn't stand that because she had that quiet dead ministry going on. But he said, make a joyful noise. Yeah, unto him. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come before him with gladness. You know, you got to come before God, praising and worshiping. And I, I, I can't always get off into the quiet dead ministry. Now, there are some songs that are worship. Yeah, and they're not bad songs. And it blessed my soul. Yeah, even angels in the room, see? All of that kind of carried on. Yeah. But I like to give God praise. I like to open my mouth and tell him, thank you, his majesty. I thank you for your word. I like to open my mouth. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Father is a light unto my path. Forever, oh God, that word is uh, settled in heaven. Yeah, I like to yell out, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the praise service. Yeah. Because he's been good to me. He's worthy this morning. He's worthy of all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all the worship. He is worthy. And I don't ever want to sit back on him with the quiet dead ministry and think I'm giving him something when I'm, I'm trying to get something. Now it's time to give it up. Give praise, glory, and honor to God. And I promise when you stand before him, you're going to find out you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And listen, I am going to um, need the intercessors to pray for Irene. She's under the weather, and she requested prayer earlier. And I prayed over there where she requested prayer. But intercessors, I know y'all will get on top of it right now and uh, pray for her. So God bless you this morning. Thank God for you. Pray for Brother Frank family. And uh, we moving on in Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, he will be missed. He will be missed, I'm telling you. Yeah, because he was a good person, served a lot of people, did a lot of good. Oh, yeah. And so I'm thankful uh, unto God to get to know him. Frank Peoples is his name. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. So listen, we're going to uh, one more song of the morning. And when we come back, I think I'll just come on and bring Bishop McKissick in. Yeah. So look, let's go to a throwback uh, request with Bishop Marvin Wine and throwback music. <laughs> What do you want the Lord to say?
just the radio. This is Jesus in the Morning Radio, spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And that's the kind of church I come from. Yeah, all they sang loud, clap hands, had all kind of instruments. And I'm telling you, you would see people cut the rug. How did they would dance before the Lord a while? Yeah. And then the preaching would come. Uh, afterwards, the altar call. And we out of there on our way home. We had two services. Well, I had three. Yeah. I had that, what, is, what is called BTU something, BT something. I had that at 6 o'clock. And I stayed on at the church. Until seven church started, and uh, my parents would come in and uh, for church, but I would have to attend that BTU and uh, service, and I had choir rehearsals on Saturdays, and uh, some I think it was Thursday, Thursday and Saturday I had choir rehearsal. Yeah, sang in the choir, and uh, that that's the kind of church. My mom's church was the same way. But my dad, he was Pentecostal, and they called my mom apostolic. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard him got into no kind of debate, argument, nothing. He went to his church. She went to hers. If his church was having something, she attended. If her church was having something, he would attend. Yeah. And so we just thank God. We just thank God this morning uh, for good gospel music. I, I know some people uh, could or could not understand, but. That's where I come from right there, that noisy crew, like the Church of God in Christ. Yeah, hallelujah. But I, I, we never was members of the Church of God in Christ. Yeah. All right, we're going in with Bishop Rudolph McKissick, Jr. from Bethel Church, Jacksonville, Florida. Take your Bibles in your hand, the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 26, we say Happy New Year to everybody who is here. We greet you in the name of the Lord, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Once you find it, if you can stand to your feet to honor the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 26, right at verse 26 26 26 Matthew 26 verse 26 now as they were eating Jesus took bread and after blessing it broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body he took a cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. Take your seats. I'm not going to be before you long. Just for a few minutes, I want to talk about the meal that heals the meal that heals. Uh, I, I don't know if you would exactly call this a sermon as much as you would call this a teaching and an impartation. And I hope you would take notes and listen 
uh, as we start this year off. One of the things that I, I loved um, about going to seminary when I was in seminary was how it got you back in touch with the original context and the original history of the Bible. It introduced you to original meanings of many things that were were written in the Bible. One of the uh, unfortunate things that has happened in the modern church and in the westernized uh, coloring of the church uh, is that early truths that were once believed and practiced by first and second century believers were gradually removed and replaced by traditions of religious leaders who wanted things to be more their way than God's way. Isn't it interesting that this, this adding to what God said is, is not something new. That we think that that's something new that we add stuff that ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. That, that's not new. They, they started that whenever the church got organized, leaders began to reinterpret and add on do's and don'ts in order to fit their own selfish needs for being comfortable. So now we end up with laws and rules that have nothing to do with God, salvation, or ministry. But everything to do with our own selfish propensities and proclivities. But they were then, as many are now, committed to the institution, but not committed to Christ. And as a result, some of the power of the practices of the early church have been lost. One of those such things is what we do today is the Lord's Supper or the Holy Communion. When we think of this table now, when we observe it now, we talk about it being a reminder of the death of Jesus for the penalty of sins of the world and how this table serves to remind us of what he did for us. But y'all, so much has been added to this that ain't have nothing to do with it when you should do it. If you don't do it on the first Sunday, you're not doing it right. If you're not doing it every month, you're not doing it right. Nobody's saying anything. What the table ought to look like. Who should be the ones giving it out. Don't lay nothing on the table. We, we've, we've put so much stuff into this that now we've lost the power of what really happened on that night. Uh, give me about 15 minutes. You, you've got to remember who they were and where they were. They were Jews, and they were at the feast of the Passover. Uh, there, there, there are a few words we use to describe this table. I don't know if we really understand what they mean and what they imply for us. One of those words we use all the time is the word sacrament. That church says sacrament. Yeah, the sacraments are those things that we think uh, is the bread and the drink. But we don't really understand. The word sacrament is a Latin term. And they got that term, the early Catholic Church, watch me now, got that term from the military. Because a sacrament was the oath that a soldier took to be faithful to his commander. <laughs> so that when you take the sacrament, what you are doing is taking an oath to tell your commander and chief that no matter what comes your way, you will always be loyal. 
the sacrament is not just something you take about the body and blood of Jesus Christ, but when you take the sacrament, you are saying to the Lord, you are my commander. And no matter what comes my way, no matter what struggles I have, no matter what temptations come my way, no matter what gets in the way, I will always be loyal to you because I'm grateful for what you did for me. The other thing we call it, we call it the Eucharist. Let the church say Eucharist. Yeah. Yeah, some of y'all tried to say it. It's, it's a Greek term that means to give thanks. Mm-hmm. So that every time you come to this table, you ought to come saying thank you. Okay, thank you because you didn't have to die for me, but you did. Thank you because with everything I did, I ought to suffer the penalty for myself. Thank you that you sent your son to die for me before I even messed up, knowing that when I got here, I was going to mess up. Thank you that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. You ought not ever get to the point where you think you earned the table or you worked for the table, but when you know you are sinner saved by grace every time you see the table you'll say God I thank you I wish I had some folk in here today who could just say God thank you today thank you that you save me thank you that you keep me thank you that you hold me thank you that you sustain me thank you that you cover me thank you that you love me in spite of me I tell you just to say thank you. The other term we use for this table is communion. Found something interesting, preachers, that that word communion, the Greek word communion, comes from the same word koinonia. We think in our westernized definition, koinonia means fellowship. It's, It's deeper than that. Koinonia means intimate partnership. (laughs) Yeah, that when I come to the table, I come to the table with people with whom I have an intimate partnership with, which means I can't come to the table acting like I'm an enemy of somebody who's at the table with me. Okay, don't get rough now. I can't come to the table and be pure of heart if I come to the table knowing I haven't done people right. Talk, talk, talk to me now. That, that's why Paul said, let a man, let a woman examine him or herself and don't eat of that bread or drink of that cup unworthily because when you come to this table, you ought to be able to look around at everybody at the table and say, I'm treating him right, I'm treating her right, I'm not lying on him, I'm not gossiping about him, I'm not trying to destroy him. Uh, in intimate partnerships, it's like a spouse A spouse is not always perfect. Amen. A spouse is not always right. To be an intimate partner doesn't mean I think you're always right. But to be an intimate partner means I know how to handle you when you're not right. 
my intimate partner, when they're not right, I don't make their wrong public. When they're not right, I don't drag them through stuff that doesn't give God glory. And you ought not come to the table without practicing intimate partnership. In other words, I'm almost done. The other word, they, they say it's the Passover. It's the Passover. We, we, we all, we went to Sunday school. If you didn't start 2010, go this morning. Um, we all know what Passover is. The Hebrew nation had become slaves to the Egyptians and to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was unwilling to release them. And so God sent all of these plagues upon Egypt. He sent ten. And the tenth one involved the death angel moving from house to house, taking the life of the firstborn. And so to protect the Hebrews from, destroying, from the destroying death angel, God required each house to place the blood of the lamb on the left, the right, and the top post of the door, and then eat all of the lamb before midnight. And when they did that, two miracles would happen. Now, I want you to un un unveil that top part, get that bread about ready. Just get the bread. Don't take it. Just get it about ready. Uh, yeah, you get it about ready. You're going to shout when you take this bread today. Don't take it yet. Don't take it till I tell you. But when they would put the blood on the doorposts and when they would eat the rest of the lamb, two miracles would happen. Are you, are you listening to me? There were two things that would happen when they would do that. The first thing that would happen, watch this, is that the destroying angel was restrained from entering the house marked by the blood of the lamb. <laughs> that the death angel, as the death angel came through the city, would pass over the house of anybody who had the blood. God help me in here. The, the angel was coming through and going through every house to kill the firstborn. But to those who had the blood of the lamb, when the death angel got to that house, it was as if the death angel knew the blood was the sign. Don't mess with that house right there. The blood signified covenant and covering. Watch this. Passover ought to make you shout. Because it means that you were able to live through the thing you were supposed to die in. God, help me right through in here. I'm trying not to make nobody shout, but some of us have been through some things that should have wiped us out. Some of us have been through some things that should have killed us. Some of us have been through some things that should have destroyed us. See, some of y'all can only shout over money because you won't stop. But there are others of us who are just thankful that we are alive. I wish I had somebody today who could say, I'm thankful that I'm alive when I know I ought to be dead. I've done enough that I ought to be dead. I drank enough. I smoked enough. I partied enough. But thank you, when death came knocking on my door, it saw the blood of the Lamb and said, they can't be touched. I tell you, just touch somebody and tell them, I'm just glad I'm alive. Oh, no, that was the wrong neighbor. Tell somebody, I'm just glad I'm alive. You can shout over money and you can shout over clothes and you can shout over stuff. That's not why I'm shouting. I'm shouting because I woke up this morning in my right mind and I'm alive. 
I'm alive, I'm alive. But here's the other miracle that would happen. We get ready to take this bread in a minute. <laughs> uh, they, they were to eat the lamb. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus said, take eat. He said, don't do it yet. He said, take eat. This is my body. He was the lamb of God. Um, they would eat the lamb. The book of Psalms, Psalm 105, 37, says that God brought them out of Egypt with silver and gold. And there was not one sick among them. Oh, God, I feel your presence, honest. Yes, that when they came out, if there was some sick who were in, they got healed going out. Um, so that, oh God, help me, here we go. When they ate the lamb, they experienced supernatural healing. God help me. I wish I had some folk that believed in healing. That when you take the body of Jesus Christ, it's not just the reminder that his body was broken for you, but by faith when you eat the lamb, you say to yourself, I receive supernatural healing. If there's anybody sick in here today, I declare that when you take this bread, there will be supernatural healing in your body. I declare to anybody today that if you're broke, there will be healing in your finances, healing in your marriage, healing in your mind, healing of your body, healing of your children, healing of your spirit. Is there anybody in here who can say, God, I need a healing right now. I need a healing in my life. Then lift up that bread in your hand and take eat. This is the body of Jesus Christ. Eat the blood of the bread right now. And as you put it in your mouth, I dare you to say, I am healed. No, you didn't say it right. I am healed. Cancer can't have me. Arthritis can't have me. Headaches can't have me. Depression can't have me. Death can't have me. I am healed. I dare somebody to say I'm healed. Yes. No, y'all don't. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we have been healed. Oh! Yes. Every time you take that bread this year, Say to yourself, I'm healed supernaturally. What medicine can't do, the lamb can do. What doctors can't do, the lamb can do. What banks can't do, the lamb can do. I am healed. I dare you just lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder and say, be healed. Be healed, be healed, be healed. Turn to somebody on the other side, tell them, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Oh, my God. If you ate the bread, touch yourself and say, I'm healed, I'm healed. I don't claim sickness. I don't claim depression. I don't claim discouragement. I am healed. 
my. So when they ate the lamb, they experienced supernatural healing. Somebody's going to leave out of here today. And when you leave out of here, you're going to leave out of here healed. Oh, my God. When somebody walks out of here today, you're going to leave out of here feeling better in your body. I know we don't like to talk about it a whole lot in the Baptist church, but I believe in the supernatural healing power of the Holy Ghost. I, I know we don't like to tread on that, but I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring healing into the body right now. If I speak to cancer, I believe it's got to go. If I speak to arthritis, I believe it's got to go. If I speak to headaches, if I speak to depression, if I speak to discouragement, because I've got the lamb and I have faith, it's got to go. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, pain be gone, headache be gone, nausea be gone, be gone in the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Heal, heal. I don't know who this is for, but somebody's in here today, and you don't need the healing, but there's somebody in your family, somebody back home, you left that sick, and God told me to tell you that because you got enough faith, and you're standing in the gap, he's going to allow your faith to bring healing to their body in the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Then there was the cup. I'm almost done. There was the cup. Um, the, the, way, the way the story reads in the Gospels, it implies something that's not necessarily true. Because the Gospels, well, Matthew and Mark say he took the cup. Luke says he took a cup. That is very significant. Now, remember I told you, forget our westernized understanding and remember who they are. They're Jews. Jesus was a Jew who practiced and believed in his Jewish faith and customs. During the Passover, there was not one cup, there were four cups. Hmm. <laughs> there were four cups. There were four cups, yes. Um, um, there are details in, in these cups. Each cup at the Passover identified something different about the Passover story. Uh, we're going to set it off in here. Um, I would tell you to take that lid off that drink, but you better take it off and put it down because you might... Um, the first cup was the cup of sanctification, signifying that they were a people who had been set apart by God. The second cup, I'm going to put it all together, was the cup of affliction. 
because affliction comes with being set apart. Now let me say that one again. The second cup was the cup of affliction because affliction comes with being set apart. Jesus said in this life not you may not you might not it's possible not it's probable you shall have tribulation don't you get fooled by some of this TV preaching you had you here being saved does not make you immune to trouble being saved does not make you immune to struggle being saved does not make you immune to difficulty as a matter of fact one of the evidences of the anointing on your life are the difficulties that come in your life the difficulty is not the sign of God's embarrassment or disagreement or your disobedience but the, the difficulty sometimes is the sign of the anointing that's on your life so there was the cup of sanctification there was the cup of affliction then there was the cup of redemption signifying that God came down through Moses and delivered them mm-hmm. The last cup was what was called the cup of consummation or the Hallel cup signifying that he did not just deliver them from Egypt but he's delivering them to a promised land. <laughs> oh help me Holy Spirit. The first cup was the cup of sanctification. They were a set apart people. The second cup was the cup of affliction because it comes with being set apart. The third cup was the cup of redemption because in the midst of affliction, when you cannot deliver yourself, God came to deliver. And the fourth cup was the cup of consummation because God never comes to get you out of without having some place to take you into. God help me preach in here today, Holy Spirit. There were four cups. Don't miss where I'm about to go. Jesus lifted up one cup. Now I said to myself, Holy Spirit, he's a Jew. I know he's got four cups. Why do we only see him lifting up one? And the Holy Spirit said to me, because what Jesus was telling them is that before now you had four cups. But now since I've come, you've got four things in one cup. He said, because you've got me, I came to sanctify you. I came to redeem you. I came to keep you in affliction. But then I'm coming back to get you. And I'm taking you back to a land where there'll be no more sickness, no more heartache, no more sadness, which means that's why you have to shout, thank you for the cup. Take that cup in your hand, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I feel your presence, God. Just repeat after me. This cup means I'm sanctified because I've been set apart. This cup means I can handle affliction because Jesus is in me. This cup means I've been redeemed because he saved me from the penalty of sin. This cup means he's coming back to get me and take me back to live with him forever. So now take of the blood of Jesus, all of you. 
I want you to grab somebody and tell them you're sanctified. You're redeemed. You're healed of your affliction. You've got a home and I wish I had somebody who knew how to shout. I'm sanctified. I'm different. I'm special. I'm set apart. I'm redeemed. I'm saved. I'm, I wish I had somebody who could shout right now. I'm special. I'm sanctified. I'm redeemed. I'm set up. No, I wish I had somebody who could say thank you, God, that I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. I'm redeemed. And I'm on my way to glory. Oh, I wish I had somebody who could shout over that today. In the old church, they shout just because they saved. I wish I had somebody who could say, God, I thank you that I'm saved. If I don't get a job, if I don't get a new house, if I don't drive a new car, if none of that happens, thank you that I'm saved. Woo! Oh, I thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that the Lamb heals me. Thank you that the blood redeems me. Thank you that the blood keeps me. Hallelujah. 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 I'm saved, hallelujah. I'm sanctified, hallelujah. I'm set apart, hallelujah. I'm on my way to glory, hallelujah. I want everybody to stand. I want everybody to stand. Oh, my God. Woo. I declare supernatural healing all over this room. Woo. I stretch out the hand of my authority as a bishop in the Lord's church. And I declare today healing all over this place. I declare today I speak with authority to every sickness. I call it by name cancer, HIV, arthritis, depression, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever it might be, I speak to you today. I declare supernatural healing. Now, God, give us the faith to believe it. Because it can't just happen because somebody speaks it. But give us the faith to believe it today. Thank you that we're saved, God. Thank you that we're set apart. Thank you that we live through some things that we should have died in. Hmm. And every time we come to this table, don't let us come with routine and tradition. Don't let us just come because it's time to. But let us come when we're sick, believing that by the time I partake, I'll be healed. 
Let us come renewing our loyalty as a sacrament. Let us come with thanksgiving as a Eucharist. Let us love each other as brothers and sisters in intimate partnership. And I give your name to praise. <laughs> thank you for the Lamb. Oh my, thank you for the Lamb. Thank you for the Lamb of God. Oh, oh thank you for the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Thank you for the Lamb. Subscribe to Brother Rollins' videos for Christ on YouTube. We post brand new content every week with powerful preaching from ministers and pastors all across the nation that seek to encourage people all over the world through the Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, what a message today. Hallelujah, what a great message today. I thank God for his word, because if we apply his word, if we walk according to his word, he's in the blessing business. He will bless us. He will heal us. He will take good care of us. But we got to come to him and come in the right way. We got to do what he says to do. He he wrote nothing. He inspired man to write nothing that would hurt us. He inspired man to write what would save us. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about your soul, but save even your natural life. Yeah. When I was in the world, I was in danger and did not know it. I didn't know I was in danger. But when I come to God and I got in his word, I found out I was in danger, but now I'm safe. Yeah, I'm under the ark of safety. I'm under Jesus. I don't know anybody more powerful than him that can keep me in the way that he keeps me. Yeah, a lot of people have told me, oh, you you don't go to church, you don't have no pastor. I said, no, well, you need to be up under the umbrella of safety. And I'm looking crazy because I'm thinking, who in the world can keep me safer than he can? The pastor can't even be there with me at 12 o'clock at night or a.m. if I'm going through. He home with his family. What are you going to do for me? But Jesus is there 24-7, 365 days a week. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. You can turn over and just start talking to him. You can get up and get on your knees and start talking to him. Yeah. He's there all the time. I can't give nobody more than I give God. I refuse. Because, see, another thing, man, again, this morning, is a pitiful creature. Pastors, bishops, all these people, they got issues, too. But Jesus have no issues. So he got time to work on mine. Hallelujah. He's got time to sup with me. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Let me talk to you. Yeah. While all the world is in need, yet he have time to talk to me. He have time to bless me, and I'm thankful unto him today. Hallelujah. 
because without him, I can do nothing. I'm not talking against the church. I love going to church myself. I love a good hot praise service. I love the word coming forth. I love fellowshipping with the saints. But I'm going to give Jesus more than I give anybody else. I'm going to Almighty God about everything in his son's name, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He died for me. God found a way to redeem me back to him. Because, see, without the redemption, I would be lost. I, I wouldn't even be here. But he found a way through his son, Jesus, or that we might have a right to the tree of life. Hallelujah. We got a right to it, he said. And so I want my rights. Everything I'm supposed to get, I want it. If it's healing, I want my healing, Lord, heal me. If it's money, I want my money, Lord, big, big money. Money makes me happy. Money makes me glad. I want money, big, big money. And ain't nobody mad today but the devil. If it's ministry, I want my ministry, Lord. Everything that you got for me, I want it. Yeah. And I'm willing. I'm willing not only to work it, but I'm willing to stay with it because you gave it to me. Yeah. If you got more children, I want them. Mm-hmm. Adopted or somebody dropped them off, whatever. I'm not telling them no about nothing. Because, see, many times we want what's easy. We want what feels good to us. But it's going to be some days, and them days going to appear to be raggedy. Because what you're going through feel raggedy. Yeah. I can remember coming home one day, and I saw this young man. Boy, he was real panicky. Oh, real panicky. And he was looking wild, and a car pulled up and picked him up. Well, I got on home. This is when I was living in the project. I get home, and my neighbor next door called me. She said, Miss Mack, you sitting down. I said, no, but let me sit down. She said, one of the mean boys just got killed. The police just killed him. Wasn't a block from me, really. I was like, what? So I went to call in his mom. I couldn't get through to her. So all I could do is sit there and pray for her because I know how she was about her children. And I used to see the car in the graveyard. Him and his buddy in the car and they laughing and talking or whatever they got going on. But I had no clue. The car was stolen. And this particular day, somebody called the police and the police come and they had a little chase and then they got out of the car and started running. Well, they called her son uh, back behind a house, and he was still running, and they just shot him in the back of the head. That wasn't a good day for me. I, I didn't feel very good about that. And every now and then that would come to me, he gone. I used to tease him all the time. He had some Timberlands on one day, and I said, hey, <laughs> Where you going? If I'm going, I say, hey, hey, you turn that corner, I'm going to make you get out them Timberlands. <laughs> you started yelling for it. My mama, Miss Mack trying to take my shoes. And she comes to the door looking. 
Oh, Miss Mack ain't tried to take your shoe. Yeah, she was. <laughs> he used to come when I was selling stuff for the uh, arts and craft classes, because that, that's what I taught in there, the children. And so he would come to the door, and he would say, Miss Mack, I'd say, yeah, he said, uh, I don't have but a quarter, but I need 50 cents worth of those strawberry cookies, and I'll bring you a quarter later. I said, boy, you better bring my money back. He said, Miss Mack, I'm going to bring it back because I know how he is about your money now. I said, all right. He would come again <laughs> and bring me a quarter. I said, but Miss Mack, I still need 50 cents worth of strawberry cookies. His mom would tell him, you cutting up. You, Miss Mack want to talk to you. He would come to the door. Hey, Miss Mack, I said, hey, you want to talk to me? I said, yeah. He come in there, I started talking to him. He said, Miss Mack, mama just, you know how she is. She just full of drama. And Miss Mack said, nothing is going on. Oh, plenty was going on. One day she wasn't, she had gone to work, and him and his oldest brother had a fight. And she called me, can you go over there and uh, break that foolishness up until I get there on my lunch break? I go over there. They both come to the door acting like nothing going on. I say, y'all fighting in here? Because I call the police on both of you now. Don't let me know what's going on because I would call the popo. And so they went back in there. One left. I think the oldest boy left. And uh, that particular one, he stayed on home. But look. It's some things we don't want to do as far as ministry go even. I never would have chose that right there to do it, but I didn't choose it. God did. Project women out there in the middle of the grass fighting. One may have a knife. The other one may have a gun. You never know. But it was my job to go break it up. Somebody almost a half a block from me screamed, it's night. Miss Mike, come break this up. And one of the women was expecting. She was pregnant. So I go down and I tell them, so I know y'all not fighting. Y'all children play together. Y'all children real tight. When they find y'all, the mamas out here fighting like this in the public, like he even, how you think it's going to make your children feel? Well, Miss Mackin, I said, no, 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 nobody fought. You go where you live and you go where you live. I said, and if you fight and she you keep fighting and she's pregnant, something happened to you, you're going to jail. And you're going to lose all this little bit that the government done gave you. And you, you don't have nowhere else to go. If you did, you wouldn't be in here. Now, that was not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to deal with no project people. But that was my assignment. That's why I had to be until God released me from the assignment. Oh, I, 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 there were many days. A many different things. One lady, her house caught on fire. She saw me and just went to crying. They're going to throw me out, Miss Mike. I said, ain't nobody throwing you nowhere. <laughs> I said, you going to talk to the manager and explain what happened. I said, but they're going to make you pay for their house now. Yeah, they're going to make you pay for the damages. But they'll let you pay a little bit along each month. And when she saw the office manager, oh, she just really fell apart. That's all over me. And and and, and Miss Sheree come and said, "Well, what's wrong?" I explained everything to her. She said, "No, nah, baby, we're not gonna throw you out." She said, "But you will have to pay for the damage, just like I told her." 
people would come to me. Yeah, they would come to me and say, uh, Miss Mack, I, I don't have my rent money. And I don't pay my rent, they're going to throw me out. I said, well, let me talk to the office manager and I'll get back to you. And I would go up there and explain to her whatever this person told me. And she would be like, okay, Miss Mack, you brought it. I'm going to give her a chance. I said, thank you. And I was going on back to my house. They would knock on the door. Even even teenagers, Miss Mack, I missed the school bus. Can I get a ride? I take them and drop them off to school. I had some. I know they wasn't eating. No breakfast, no lunch, no nothing. In the morning before they went to school, they would knock on the door. I would open the door, give a sausage biscuit, a banana, a cup of juice. That was not what I wanted to do. Because I had young grandbabies, and I I, I wasn't really dealing with too many of the young grandbabies. But that was ministry. That was my assignment. That was my work. Who want to go to the dope hole? Nobody. (laughs) But sometimes I I, I had to go to the dope hole. Compel them out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And you couldn't tell me nothing because I wasn't hearing it. I done had women who walked the street naked, no clothes. My clothes was too big because I've always been a big girl. But I would go to a neighbor her side and say, hey, do you have anything, oh, anything? They say, yeah, Miss Mack, I got that. I said, can I have that outfit? They say, yeah. I would pick her up, give her the outfit to put on. And I said, where your clothes, baby? In the dope hole, what they call a trap, down there smoking dope. And whatever it does to them sometimes, they fantasize or whatever they do. And she come out the clothes and just came right on down the street. Nobody was stopping her, trying to help her, none of that. They were laughing and pointing. No, I went to help her. She asked me for $2. I gave it to her. And the lady gave me the outfit, told me you shouldn't have did that. She's going back in the dope hole. I said, well, she can go anywhere she wants. Uh-huh. But I did what I could for her, and, and I prayed over them $2. The dope man won't even take $2, so he's going to tell her he ain't got nothing for $2 back. He ain't got no bump. He ain't got no nothing for $2 down there for her. Yeah. Because she was an assignment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So a lot of us, we don't want to do the actual work. Some of us are afraid. Some of us don't know, you know, if this is God moving or me moving. I learned to pray and say, Lord, if this is not you, stop me. I only want to do what you would have me to do. Ended up, had a young man, he used to come every Saturday morning for breakfast. I wasn't selling no breakfast now. But that first Saturday he came, I told him, I said, well, I didn't cook breakfast. He said, well, can you cook it next Saturday? I'll be here to get it. I cook breakfast. He came at it. It led from breakfast to whole cakes. Mm-hmm. And he would come and get it. And and, and uh, one of them church folks, you know how they is. Oh, I wouldn't be selling stuff to him. He's a dope boy. I said, well, what do you think in here? If the Lord didn't want me to do it, he never would have opened it up. I'm to my he what I tell y'all, he opened that door wide open with the selling. 
Nobody could outsell me. There were candelators who had been there ever since the place was built. I took all the money, all of it. Nobody could cook like me. Nobody could bake like me. Nobody could talk to the children like me. I know y'all remember a minute of y'all that Kevin Hart come out with a saying, all right, all right, all right, you're going to learn today when he talked about his dad. So when they come to the door, I would say, all right, all right. They would say, you're going to learn today. <laughs> all the way to little babies. Yeah. But I had a way. God gave me a way to deal with the children from love. It wasn't something I was just doing to pacify them and, you know, get them all away from my door. No, he gave me what to do from love. Some would come and tell me some horrific stories. I remember this one. Uh, I think she had four children and would disappear. So Christmas was coming up, and I told her, I said, look, for Christmas, bring the babies Christmas Eve. I said, I got gifts for them. You going to keep them this night? I said, yeah, I'm going to keep them. Because I knew they were going to wake up Christmas morning with nothing. Yeah. So we stayed up late. Uh, making hot chocolate and cookies and whatever we did. And then the next morning, about 9 o'clock, she shows up. Miss Mack, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, you can talk to me. Uh, Miss Mack, I just ain't had the money, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever. I said, girl, whatever. I said, do you think I didn't know they weren't going to have nothing? That's why I had them to come. And the things they got, they were so grateful for it. I looked at them because, you know, apples, oranges, nuts, thumb quartz, all of that. For me, a Christmas candy, that represents Christmas. That's where I come from. And so I had all of that for them, and um, I didn't let them go outside because I would have had to go outside with them, and I was still cooking. But that's not what somebody would have did because that's too much for them. And they never would have saw it as ministry. My neighbor next door rescued her many times. Let me tell you something. God is faithful to us if we can only learn to be faithful to him. And he just really and truly wants us to be faithful to his word and faithful to the work. Yeah. I know you see people in the pulpit preaching and teaching. You, you never know what them people have been through. You never know what outside ministry they have done. Yeah. In Alaska, they all out on the sidewalk, drunk, it's raining. Walk right up there. Hey, what you going to do? About what? I said, Jesus coming back. Sometimes they would get just as sober as I was, scared. And one to tell me he had been in a program where I worked 262 times. And I was taking them shopping, and I began to minister to them. And everybody got out the van, but this one guy, and he said, Barbara, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. He said, Barbara, I- I- I'm afraid. I said, well, what's going on? He said, I'm afraid God going to come back, and I'm drunk. Barbara, I don't want him to come back, and I'm drunk. I said, well, this is what you can do. 
You can ask him to come in your heart and live forever. And if you mean it, he will do it. And if you ask him to deliver you, he will do it. But you, you got to be sincere. Yeah. And see, when it comes to ministry, many times we already have nothing but a form of godliness and we denying the power thereof. We'll honor God with our lips, but our heart is far from it. Therefore, we can't do ministry because we're not serious with God. We hitting and missing. I hope he do it. And if he do it, you're surprised. Yeah, because we know we ain't gave God nothing to work with. Ooh, my goodness, I'm dying. A, let me tell you something about it. Hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you today, Lord. I thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. The benefits are super great. They're not just great. Ooh, the benefits of the Lord is super great. You can ask him for things and he'll move right now. I'm, I'm talking about it, it looked like he moved before you finished asking for what you felt you wanted. I didn't say need. I said what you wanted. Some things you'll think about and he'll do it. You just had a thought about it and he did it. People you haven't seen in a long time, you thought about them and they just surfaced. And they surfaced for a while. You think you call on him, he healed that body. What he did with me is sent me to the doctor. The doctor sent me to the emergency room. And I knew to go. Why? I felt that in my spirit. Go on, honey. It's going to help you. Coming out of the emergency, looked like that thing lasted and all through December, coming into January. I was having telehealth checks with the doctor. She said, no, no more of that. I need you to come in here. That's lasting too long. And I believe I can fix that. Went in there, she fixed it. Oh, y'all didn't hear that coughing and hacking. Oh, my goodness. Prayed the prayer of faith. Went to see her. He healed me. Yeah, he healed me. Now, every now and then, I can hear a little something uh, in my throat. But I'm I'm on my elder bearer, but Lewis, my zinc and thing. <laughs> uh, real vitamin D. I don't take it but once a week. So I'm blessed. I got another doctor. Uh, is it holistic? I don't forget what they call it. But he is about natural things, and and he get to the root of things. Okay, you got diabetes. What started it? What caused it? You know, just give you a Band-Aid to patch it up, you know. Well, here's some metformin sugar. Mm-hmm. Here's some glycopride or ride or whatever it is. Gone on home or one of them others. No. He found out what caused this, what started this. Because we learned that thyroids, livers, kidneys, all of this is involved with diabetes. Yeah, they can cut feet, toes, all that off. You can get a, a, a sore and it never heal and it get gangrene if you're not careful and keep it clean and, and, and things. Yeah, thank you, Brother Anthony. But you got to work to work unto God. He said the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send more labor. I want more people to come and work. But I've got to remember the 
labor that he called me to and chose me for. Yeah. I got I got to remember this, and, and, and I know some people say, oh, she is, she's a nut. But sometimes you can look at people and see the pure stress. You can see anxiety taking over. A mother with two children, she need a break. She can't get, get the dad to take them. Her mom, nobody wants to be bothered. See, and if we was working ministry, we'd get a, a, we'd get a chance to do this. But now, if you know, you, you're not right up there. Don't fool with kids. Stay away from them. But I take the kids for a couple of days, take them from school, you know, feed them, take them out, that kind of thing. And in a couple of days, she miss them anyway. She coming back and get them babies. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, hugging you so tight, you feel like you can't breathe because she's truly grateful for the break. And that's what the church should be for. You need money, you should be able to go and borrow from the church. I sent my pastor a text. <laughs> they know me, y'all. And then I, well, I sent the bishop the text first, then sent the pastor the text. And then a little while the pastor say, uh, he's something of them. His phone number. I said, well, that's why I sent the text. She said, oh, in a few minutes they come back. I told them what I needed. And they come back and said, okay, we're so sorry we took so long. It ain't taken a few hours, you know. But they come back and they did what I asked. And then I told them the date that I bring the loan back. They said, oh, okay. If I wouldn't have never brought it back, they didn't have a word to say. They know me. They know my work. I pay my tithes and offerings. Yeah. And this year I got plans to give to the bishop and the pastor. The pastor is the bishop wife. So I got, I want to plan some things to, to do for them. They're going to be shocked. Because any time I ever offer them a trip or anything, like, no, no, uh, oh, yeah, they take it. Yes, they did. They take it, but never do nothing with it. I said, well, look at this. <laughs> They're givers. They're not takers. Hallelujah. So we need to practice ministry. What has God called you to? Have you talked to him about it? Have you found out what it is yet? Because, look, it may be just a phone ministry. People can call you, and you may have set hours that you allow people to call. Hey, you can call me from 4 to 6. After 6, I'm not taking no more calls. But I done took calls 24-7, yeah. I'm so hyped and happy that God decided to use old Barbara. Woo! I remember when I went by nothing. And now God decides to use me. I'll do it 24-7. And I tell myself, oh, don't do that no more now. You got to get a break from that. Now you're going to be sick. Find myself right back with the wheel spinning. I love it because he chose me. Hey, glory for it. I love it because I know I'm serving him, not just the people, but I'm serving him, Jehovah. Almighty God that have all power, 
There is no higher power. And anything you need while you're working ministry, you can talk to them about. Because I don't really operate in money. I walk by faith through this thing. Every month he provides for this to be paid for. The website, many other things. And I got to get up on that website. Y'all forgive me. I'm going over there and renew it and refresh it. But whatever needs to be done that he gave, he provides for it. He takes care of it. You don't have to rob the people. You don't have to keep preaching, will a man rob God by tithes and offerings? You don't have to beg nobody to give. You can ask, but you don't have to beg. If it's his, he going to provide. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another thing, if he say ask, you ask. Because when you ask, he already done set it up. Y'all done heard me say this plenty of times. I'm coming from the eye doctor. And I uh, messaged Mary Ann. I said, Sister Mary Ann, you got $50. She didn't see the text. She didn't see the message. So a day or so late, she said, Sister Bob, I just seen your message. You still need that 50? Yeah, I still need it. Send it right to me. He said, ask. And Lord, multiply this back to her a hundredfold. You multiply it back, God. He know what to do. He know how to do it. But we need to get up from sitting down doing nothing and work this harvest. You're going to have some good day. Oh, you're going to go home feeling like a million bucks. And let me tell you something. Some people will give you money. Just give it to you. I needed to hear that today. Now, some people say I need to hear it today and walk on off. They never think about giving because they take us. But cheerful givers? Yeah, I had a rich man give me $100. <laughs> I was so tickled, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> All the money you got, God just bless you through my mouth, and you're going to give me $100. Okay, then I take it and tell God, thank you for it, and keep walking. Yeah. Because, see, some people, they don't know about God speaking into their life. No, they don't know about that. They busy out there making money. Their whole life to making money because they never want to be homeless, they never want to drive an old car, whatever their reason is. So, some things going on with them. See, God knows everybody the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the greedy. Did I say that? Yes, I did. He knows them. So, what he does is he puts you in their path and put them in your path, and y'all have a reason to speak. And y'all have a reason to start talking. And I get ready to open my mouth to say something and the Lord begin to speak in their life. I told this one about the sun. When I tell y'all I was getting ready to walk off, he said, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, how did you know that? <laughs> my goodness. I see you don't know me. I don't know you. I says, only one way I could have known God had to tell me. 
He was like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Can you ask God what I need to do? Mouth come open and the Lord began to speak to him. Yeah. He was like, my goodness, where you come from? Right here, you know, right here in Jacksonville area. I'm a human being. I'm, I'm not no kind of space stuff, none of that. I'm just a regular daily human being. Uh-huh. Coming down to earth, love people, love giving, love cooking and baking, love laughing. Yeah, I'm just a plain person. But that had never happened to him before. And he didn't know what to do with it, really. But he thanked me because he said, yeah, that's what I need to do for my son. Because he was hurt over that thing. Yeah, he was hurt over the thing that his son had done. Mm-hmm. When I had Jesus in the morning confectionery in a little cafe, people would come in there hungry. They didn't have to tell me they was hungry. I could see. I know they felt like their stomach was about to touch their back. And I said, what you want? 25 cent worth of cookies or 10 cent worth of cookies. What? A grown adult want 10 cent worth of cookies? You don't love them cookies like that. You hungry. I said, well, listen, I have this, this, and that. This today on the menu, would you like a plate? I don't have the money. I said, I didn't ask you about money, honey. Would you like a plate? Yeah. Give them that plate and a soda. They sit to the table and eat and drink. And when they get up, I said, would you like a cupcake or a brownie? Oh, my goodness. I had this one. He had applied for SSI. He was waiting on them to give him an answer. And he had been coming, and I had been giving to him. He had been coming, and I had been, because he didn't have nothing. When he got that money from SSI, they approved him and sent the money to him. He came to the store. He said, hey, how much I owe you? I said, you don't owe me nothing. He said, yeah, I've been coming and getting stuff. I knew one day. Uh, when I would find some money and hit a lotto, I knew I would come back and do something, you know, pay my bill. I said, well, you don't have no bill with me. He was like, well, take this right here. Can this, can this help you? <laughs> I was tickled. Yeah, ministry. Because even Jesus in the morning confectionery little cafe, that was ministry. I remember calling Brother Frank, talking to him. He was like, hey, look here, get Sister Linda a break. Let me do this. Because I had told him, I said, Brother Frank, every other day looked like Sister Linda helping me. He was like, okay. I said, if we stop this, that, and that. I said, okay, okay, I got you. God always made a way. He always opened a door for me. If you hear me ask. I mean, he said, ask that. That's not Barbara. Uh-uh. He provides for me. He provides for me. But what if I'm asking it's for somebody else, it's for something else. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Lord. I can ask for something on Monday. He'll bring a Monday night or Tuesday. <clears throat> if it's working for my good, he moved just that quick. Ooh, I thank him. Listen, I want to talk back about the T-shirt ministry. 
And um, if you want to work with me on that ministry, feel free to let me know. Yeah. Because I want to get some T-shirts out and um, take the money and help somebody. Yeah. It's not for me. God done opened a door. Woo! Hey, glory. C.R. Jackson. <laughs> tell the Lord thank you. That's all I can tell you, C.R. Just tell God thank you. Hallelujah. David Jackson. Just tell God thank you this morning. That's all I can say to y'all. Just tell it all you huh? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Tell him thank you. I can hear this in my spirit. It won't always be like this for you, too. God is perfecting that which is concerning you. Sooner or later, it'll work in your favor. God is turning it around. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for you. Around for you. Hallelujah. Around for you. He's turning it around. Hallelujah. For you. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, glory. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your move, God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Moving for you. <laughs> I saw y'all signing some kind of papers. I don't know what that is. Now, you ain't showing me the papers, and that's your business. And you don't always put me in people's business that deep. But I saw y'all signing some papers. And when y'all went to walk off, y'all were so excited, I saw David grab your hand and squeeze and shook you a little bit. Oh, and I just saw all teeth. That's all I saw is teeth. <laughs> Ooh, because he blessed you real good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an uncommon blessing, if I'm honest. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Anthony, it won't always be like this. <laughs> God is protecting that ministry that he called you to. Sooner or later, it'll work in your favor. He's turning it around for you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Just lift my hand and tell him thank you. He already worked it out. You won't walk into it. Yeah, you won't just walk into it. It, It's going to be like it came to you. Yeah, you went looking for one thing, Anthony, and God gave you a shot. God gave you another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read the message yesterday. I could feel the heaviness of the Lord. And lift the heaviness off of him. Strengthen him in this hour. Yeah. Because before Frank, I know some things, you know, he he was going through some things. But work that ministry. Hallelujah. Get your blessing. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Minister Shonda, when you get a chance, just begin to tell God thank you. Uh Uh-huh. He's working it out for you. Yeah, he's working it out for you. And when he's done, you're going to be one of the happiest women alive. Yeah. Sometimes we got to go through some things to get to where God really want us. 
Yeah, we sidetracked and all kind of stuff. But once we get to where, because you're not going nowhere until you get to where he wants you. Hallelujah. You're not going nowhere until you get to that place where God wants you. I see you lifting your legs and yelling in the praise, Minister Shonda. I see you lifting your legs and yelling in the praise because of what he's doing, what he's done, and what he's getting ready to do. It won't be long. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because you know what? It's all right. It's all right. Ooh. It's already all right. It's all right today. Ha. All right. All right. Mm. It's already all right. Hey, he worked it out. If you're trusting, if you stand on his word, and after standing on his word, you stand some more because you're standing on the solid foundation. You're standing on the strong foundation, a foundation that can't cave in, can't give in. He's got all power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Jared, there's ministry for you. I'm going to need you to go to the Lord and tell him yes. Yeah, I'm going to need you to tell God yes. And whatever he would have you to do, you're going to do it. Yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, then my whole heart will agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Tell him yes, Gary. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Stop looking at other people. You're not other people. You're different. He made you that way. Stop looking at other people. I speak life to you today. You shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. This too shall pass. Hallelujah. I need you to look to the hills from which cometh your help. And what you're talking to God about now is ministry, your ministry. You don't want to hear about nothing else but your ministry. Mm-hmm. Time to get up. But see, a lot of times we, in, we it's like we stuck in this and we can't get out. We praying, God, God, God. But we stuck in it. We fast and we stuck in this because we are not fully obeying. Every one of y'all, he call you to something. Mm-hmm. And Jerry, he called you to help children too. And it's not in the way that in your mind it would tell you. It's a totally different way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you today. We give you glory. We give you honor. And Father, we give you Oh, thank you. Hey, God, thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you know us. You know us. You know the very intent of our hearts today. Fix it for us. If it's ministry, God, bring forth ministry to your people. Let them see your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your love. And let them be willing and be a blessing unto the harvest. You've been a blessing unto us. You suffered. Hallelujah. You hung. Hey, glory. 
You bled and died, conquered all and rose with all power. Help us to do something for you for a change. Instead of we always coming to ask, to ask, to ask, but we're not willing to do nothing to you. Father, you made it easy, and the just shall live by faith. Hey, 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 glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We walk by faith, Father, not by sight. Mm. If I graduate from seminary, I kind of know where I'm going. I don't want that. I want God to lead me in the right path for his name's sake. Well, I may make some errors. It's okay. But when God gets through, all is well. All is well. Hallelujah. But we got to get up from sitting down doing nothing and start operating in ministry. I don't care if you don't do nothing but give two sandwiches in a bag. That's ministry. Whatever you're doing, ministry. Some of us, we can't do nothing because we're too busy doing everything for our family. Strangers don't matter. But we got to get them in there. Yeah, I love meeting strangers. <laughs> because really, I never met a stranger. The Holy Ghost knows everybody. And the way that I am, I could talk to you one time on the phone and you'll think we, you'll be like, she my friend or, or what? Am I her friend? We friends? What's the, yeah. Because I treat everybody like a friend. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Some people don't know what friends a friend is. Because they'll backstab you, they'll hurt you. Some of them will go with your husband, all kind of foolishness. But let me tell you something. If God sent a friend, it's going to be a good friend. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I have friends I fight for. Them. Oh, no. You, hey, hey. You got to bring something to get something. And if you're bringing it to her, you're bringing it to me. Just my friend. He my friend. Yes. My my best friend was a male. He was a, a guy. His name was Dale. And he told me a few things about his girlfriend. But I told him, you're going to have to work that out. I cannot say nothing to her because of you. What? I said, it's your fault. You're around here cheating. What am I say to her and you the cheater? Well, I thought, no, you, you couldn't have thought that. <laughs> I'll operate that way. Now, if she was a cheater, if she had really did you some harm, some wrong, I would have went over there and showed her what a wallet game really looked like. I said, but no, this is, uh-uh, I can't do nothing with this. He ended up killing himself. Lord, have mercy today. Jesus. For ministry, God chose you for something. He called you for something. If you're saved, he called you to a work. He said, go into the hedges and highways, preach, and I'm going to put this in there, and teach the gospel. In some cases, you're going to have to compare a man to come out because they're not going to come out. You're going to have to use the spirit of God that's in you, that greater that's in you, to compel them out of there. You're coming out today. <clears throat> I know I've told you about I was in Alaska. Downtown, uh, witnessing, giving out clothes or whatever we was doing. And I was talking to these two women, you know, and one said that she go in the bar on the weekend, the minister, in the bar. 
Like, why why not when they come out? But, you know, that wasn't my business. So I was talking to her and another lady. And the Lord said, look, and, and, and God son Keith, he was there, a spiritual son. The Lord said, look, when I looked, it was a, a whole bunch of um, Alaska. They had come out from a village to come to town, and they all was living under the bridge. Do y'all hear me? Cold. So when I looked, I saw a tall man and a short man. And when I went over there, well, the Lord told me to go. The tall man had beat the short man up the night before. But as I walked up to the tall man, I could hear this. Shh, shh, be quiet. She's going to cast us out. Shh, be quiet. I could hear that. I'm looking. Talk to the little man, the short man. And then the Lord told me, the tall man, he started smiling at me, you know, and all of that. He wasn't mean. The Lord said, lay hand in his midsection and command him out. And I midsection commanded him out. He stood there for a few minutes, but then he started walking off. He left us. And the little short man told me he had beat him up. When we looked at him, he there was a river with a bridge. And he went to the river and was leaning over and was up chucking them things down in the water. Do y'all hear me? Down in the water. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, ministry is beautiful. Sometimes it's, it, it, it's no telling which way God going to use you because he just won't use you in the pulpit. Because I know, you know, everybody want to be used in church, you know, that kind of thing where you're familiar and comfortable and people know you. Now, he'll use you in the street. He'll use you in Walmart. Boy, I used to love them days right now. <laughs> Ooh, I go to Walmart and just have church. Y'all hear me? Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, Dollar General. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. I was much younger than that. I was younger and feeling all spried every day. You know, God hadn't retired me yet. So, but, you know, he calmed me down and, and made it easy for me. But I still have ministry. Yeah. And uh, somebody told me, you do what most people wouldn't do. Well, we got to talk to him about that because he gave it to me and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. I would travel a long ways just to do something for one person. Yeah. All of that. Pray for it. Look at you clowning. I, I've had him clowning, straight up clowning. Acting like a pure donkey. <laughs> Little suspender. Acting like a straight up donkey. <laughs> and the Lord send me. So all that can be cut off. So they can know. But people don't hold on. See, they don't hold on to the word. I, I give folks Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, because that's what God said do. And if they do it, I'm going to do this. See, because he's that way. He give instructions. And then tell you about the blessing. But you got to follow the instructions to get the blessing. Tell them about that Proverbs 3, 5. They forget that. It looks like this as soon as I give it to them. And then they want to tell me about this. But did you did you read that? Are you meditating in that? Day and night? Are you sold out with that? Are you obeying that? Because see, they'll quote that five through uh, six and leave seven out. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. No, they can't get that just yet. Mm-hmm. 
But God is who he say he is, and he's going to do what he said he would do. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. Let's think on ministry. Let's pray about ministry. Let's pray about the work and see what God does. Ministry may be in your house, right there in your home, and you may not have to go nowhere. If he said type out scriptures and just pass them out, that's ministry. Just do that. Mm-hmm. On the job, if he say all you do is just walk through there to the break room with your Bible. Don't say nothing. Just walk through there with your Bible on your, on your lunch break and go and sit down. Those people watching. Told you about when I was in prison what happened. She said, I see you in that Bible all the time. What's in there? And look, ministry, ministry, God showed me, hey, tell about Samson and Delilah. She'll understand that. Tell about the stories. You think the young and the restless and all of that, they had it going on? Let me show you what they really had going on in the Bible. I can tell it's close to 9 o'clock. She's going to call me. But listen, God is faithful to us. Again, we must learn to be faithful to him. Look at all he's done for you. Wake you up. Keeping your family safe. Oh, things going to happen, but nothing that destroys you. You still living. You still breathing. A chance. But we don't want to do nothing for him. We want to let him be on the pedestal, and we keep running to him just getting our all, all, all. When he said that harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. He said, pray. That the Lord of the harvest send more laborers. If you ain't going to do nothing, if you're not going to work ministry, pray that I send more people. Somebody want to come to me. Somebody want to work unto me. Pray for it. Because you're not going to do nothing. But those that really want to serve him. And you're going to serve his people. I want to put that in there. Some of us can't stand people. I don't want to be talking to them. I don't want it's not about what you want. Once you start to do it, because see, I didn't know. I didn't know about ministry before I fully come to God. But once I fully come to him and he began to work with me and show me, I wouldn't take nothing for this journey. It's a beautiful thing. And especially when he speaks. Hallelujah, I'm grateful right there. It makes me want to take off running. Yeah, it makes me want to take off running. Good morning, 907. God bless you this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him. Because, see, he gives me stuff all the time. Now, what he gives me, and I'm all excited about, you You, you probably wouldn't mm -mm. You probably wouldn't care about it. But the little things he gives me, the administrator of Freedom Doors, I saw her phone number one morning and almost lost it. I was so grateful. Had been in touch in a long time. Other people come, haven't been in a long time. They even Jesus in the morning. I see that number the excitement. Y'all see, I get hyped when I see Brother D number. <laughs> he he played too much. <laughs> when I see that seven oh six, that excitement. When I see, I think a seven oh eight, that excitement. That let me know. I used to see Brother Frank number in that. That would excite me because I know you're able. You, you can dial in. You're not sick. 
or too sick to dial in. That let me know you're among the living and not the dead. That let me know God is still working on you in your mind even. You're closed in your right mind. You want to come and hear about Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open. I'm going to this one request. And um, when we come back, the studio is open. Brother Cal, I'm going to go ahead and play your request right quick because I want you to be happy today. Little small house, big family Seven kids and I'm the baby But I'm grown now And I'm like, praise the Lord Cause everything I've been praying for Is finally knocking on my door And it's so, so loud And I'm gonna take it
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Eva McKinney. And I like that song a whole lot. She's going to bring the whole hood with her. Because before she got on, before she got, you know, to make some money and things, she seen the people in the community and what they needed. So when she got some money, she went back to bless those people. Yeah, I like that kind of carrying on. Yeah. He did my kind of girl. <laughs> she want to be a cheerful giver. She want to help somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open, and uh, if anyone has something they would like to say today, feel free to press that number one and come in. Hallelujah. It might be my goddaughter over there, Laura. Good morning, Sugarfoot. Honey, Bunny. God bless you. God bless Miss Deborah and Mr. Mason over there. Yeah, thank God this morning. And uh, let me do a quick roll call. And uh, if no one have anything they would like to say after roll call, I can pray us out and we'll get out again early today. Hallelujah. All right. Good morning, Sister Dorothy Goodman. And, uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on, Brother Anthony. I got you right there. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Well, I bless you, favor. Good morning to you, Miss Barbara. Good morning to everybody out there listening. I want to give thanks to God first for. Life ever spent. Thank you for keeping me in the right mind and allowing me to see another day. Thank you for the activity in my limb. I thank him for who he is to me, in me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I just thank God for your ministry, Miss Barbara. Thank you. Thank God for the, you know, you being obedient to what God called you to do and your calling on your life and, you know, just, oh, uh, sacrificing, you know, your time, you know, being obedient to God, you know, just uh, spreading the, the gospel, you know, it's, it's an awesome, mighty, powerful thing, you know, and we, we just need to, you know, thank God for that and for you stepping out doing that and uh, just bless again another day, you know, be here, uh, just, you know, knowing that, oh, uh, Blessed to be, be here. I just thank God for that, and uh, just ask y'all just continue to keep me in y'all prayers, and uh, I pray for y'all. And I also wanted to, uh, I couldn't speak on it uh, yesterday. Uh, I missed out on it yesterday, but oh, I just wanted to. I had a quick testimony, if you don't mind, Miss Bob. Oh, go ahead, bro. Okay. Oh, uh, so you know, I was really listening to oh. Uh, the uh, the minister that preached about uh, you know him not uh, being able to read and you know and everything and I, I listened to it the second time on my own you know and it, the first time it blessed me but uh, you know the more that I listened to it on the second time you know God just began to show me some things you know and I have been thinking you know even with me you know I ain't the best of the read I ain't, I ain't I don't read the best but I can read you know and I don't have you know, I got my uh, high school diploma. I ain't graduate from high school. I only did two years in high school, but you know, I had a learning disability to a certain extent too. But I was I was the type that I learned hands on. You know, so if I could if I see you do something, then I could pick it up. You know, and go from there. And you know, I got it. You know, that's how God blessed me to learn. And uh, so I say that to say, you know, even with uh, the trucking and everything that I did, welding. 
you know, where I thought, you know, I couldn't do it, you know, God opened the door, you know, and blessed me to be able to obtain a CDL and to drive a commercial truck and uh, apologize better than some of the drivers that's been out there longer than me, you know, for being from the for the age that I was. And when I got my CDLs and got out there to drive, you know, and uh, that, that was a blessing for me, but that was also a way of God being able to take me out of where I was at and show me more of the world, you know what I'm saying? And I got to experience different things that a lot of people haven't experienced. You know, a lot of people haven't even went out of the state, you know, or even, you know, the county or wherever they live at, you know. So that's, that was a blessing to me. And also, you know, something that God was able to do in me that uh, blessed my children, you know what I'm saying, that they could be able to ride with me and, you know, go go see the world, you know, and and to see other than see other states other than you know North Carolina where they at. So that was a blessing, but all uh, the testimony that they had. So, uh, you know, as I was listening to uh, the the, uh, the show the other day, and the man was speaking on that, you know, I began to get God, I began to praise God, and oh. Uh, I was I had it on live. I was looking at my live and listening to you at the same time as well. While I was driving, you know, just to put them, Lord put that in my spirit to do. But uh, I began to praise God. But uh, I had one guy, you know, and he was the guy that I uh, teamed up with at one point in time when I first kind of started driving trucks. And you know, he he might not meant nothing by it, but you know, he kind of you know how you put the emoji, laugh out loud on the thing as I was praising God, you know, and I looked at it, but. You know, the Lord just put in my spirit. You know, don't don't worry about what they're saying. I, I wouldn't worry about it, but I just, you know, I kind of thought about it. You know, but then later on, uh, uh, so I, you know, I have been driving. I shared this with Miss Barbara. I have been driving for this company, and oh, uh, you know, they kind of beat me out some money. You know, almost about three thousand dollars. And oh, uh, you know, when I left, I was really, I was really upset with the people and everything. But, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, the enemy would try to have me do, put in my mind to do some stuff, you know, even try to damage some property as it is, you know. But, you know, the Lord was like, no, you know, you're better than that. You're a better man than that. Don't worry about it. You know, just give it to me. I'll fight you better. I got it. You know, I got to remember that as a child of God. And a lot of times, you know, us as uh, people, you know, we, you know, we going to mess up and everything, you know, and I'll walk, you know. But, you know, if you... God speaking to you, and you know you be obedient to God, and you trust God, and you know that God, He said He'll fight our battles, you know. So we we don't have to worry about those things. But I, I want to say this, and I say that to say that you know in my obedience and not trying to do nothing to Him, or you know not speaking harm to Him or nothing like that. But you know just praying about it and give to God. So I reached out to the little young the lady. That the owner of the truck yesterday, and I was the day before yesterday it was, and I was sharing with her, I was like, hey, you know, I was trying to get my W two two forms so I could file my taxes, and oh, she was like, well, she was like, we don't, I guess on her end, you know, being that she wasn't really in charge of everything, but she was the one that was, you know, on the truck, she just didn't have the, the knowledge of, or had the information for us, like you know, the loads and stuff and the, the the transactions that went through for us payment and everything, but me, you know, and knowing with the trucking, I wrote 
you know, every time I got a load, I wrote down, you know, the load, where it was going at, how much the load was, and how much they owed me out the load, you know. But the Lord had put that in my spirit in the beginning, you know. Sometimes we ain't uh, got a lot of going on, you know, and sometimes we forget to do things, but the Lord just put that on my heart to do, you know, because I fell uh, first couple loads, we had an issue, and I was like, okay, Lord, I ain't going to let this happen no more. I'm going to make sure I got this down pat. That way I ain't got to worry about it. You know, I got it all down and right. So I was able to share that with the young lady. And also, you know, I kept track of, you know, of the loads and what they owed me and everything. So in that, with the taxes, she was like, okay, I was able to get that to my uh, accountant. And she, on top of that, we'll have your tax papers prepared and sent to you. And then I was like, okay, and also, you know, I just wanted to know about the uh, the, the money that y'all owe me. She was like, oh, she, she was like, oh, sure. She said, I, I'll, you know, I'll make sure that we give you that. She was like, you know, you work for that. That's your right to have. She was like, oh, I, I got you, you know. And uh, she, she kind of had went away for a little bit, you know, from my re- reply to her. So it took maybe about uh, 30 or 45 minutes. And then I, you know, I, I replied to her. I was like, well, you know, if, you know, is that something that y'all even going to be able to do to get me back, you know, once I got back in contact with her? She was like, yeah. She was like, matter of fact, oh, she was like, oh, we sent the paper and everything. She was like, oh, I could start paying you, you know, what we owe you today, you know, and I, I give you uh, $500 every Friday. Until the uh, the she'll give me five hundred dollars every Friday, and she was like the deadline of her paying me the money would be the uh, first of uh, March, you know. And she was like, "Well, I'll give you your first payment today, and then we'll go from there." So I just, you know, that just they just show me, you know, for me being obedient, not you know stepping out of my character, you know, trying to speak home or do home, but just giving it to God, you know, God worked it out, you know, and it came when I needed it. So I just thank God for that, and I just wanted to share that and just encourage everybody, you know, just continue to trust God, you know, and things that was going on in your life, and, you know, when somebody do something that you don't like, you know, just get to God, because God going to fight you better. You ain't got to do nothing. So I just hope that it encourages somebody, you know, today. Amen. 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 Hey, don't forget my cut. You, you know I was on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was on the side of the road with you. Remember, uh, the man had the accident, brother uh, Anthony, and you went over there to help him and everything, and people came and started helping him and stuff. I think about that sometimes when I see you. Going down the road in the truck, I said, "We're going on down there help somebody." Then, where are we going today? <laughs> I got yes, ma'am, in uh, Tennessee. And, uh, the guy uh, uh, ran into the truck. Matter of fact, he had a seizure and yeah. uh, ran off the highway and, and hit the truck. And I was out there walking, uh, you know, exercising, so I, you know, for the, for the for diabetes and everything. So you know, that was my thing. You know, when I got somewhere where I could rest, it, I would get out and walk. And I just so happened to be walking that day, and oh, uh, I, I don't know how I had walked about, uh, I know I did about six laps around the truck stop, and about, I say about my, oh, uh, 
second to the last lap that I was going to do was to go around it. When I got to the front and was going back to go around it just that last time, I heard a big boom when I looked around. And I was wondering what it was when I looked, I, you know, just kind of searching to see what was going on. Then I seen the old, uh, you know, it was a, a, a newer model Ford Expedition. And he had ran ran off the road and ran right into the truck. And the man that was driving the truck, he, you know, he was kind of shook up. He, you know, but he was out the truck and everything. But, yeah, they were saying the guy had, a, you know, he had a seizure, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I went over there to, you know, try to help him and everything and just began to pray for him, you know, because he, he wasn't responding, you know, responding. And I could see him seizing, you know, while he was in the car. I could see him. And I was smelling, you know, smoke. So I didn't know if a car was going to catch on fire. But, you know, the Lord just told me to pray for him. So, you know, that's what I did. And after I finished praying for him, he started to come too. So, I, you know, I just thank God for, you know, me being obedient and, you know, God saving his life. And, you know, that's a blessing to me. It's now. Amen. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> and I think about that sometimes. After it was right there in it. <laughs> yeah. And did what he could. Yeah. All right, Sister Jerry. I'm I'm a mute your mic, uh, uh, brother Anthony, and I'm gonna bring Sister Jerry in. Good morning, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. Good morning, Sister Baba. How are you? I'm blessed over here and doing real good. Yes, we are. I just want to say good morning to everyone, and may God keep us all, keep us safe, and keep uh, and if we can all just keep our mind on God, everything, everything is going to be all right. As my godmother used to say, Jerry, it's already all right. Mm-hmm. Every day is a good day. Some days just better than others. Don't say, oh, I'm sick. Oh, you know, don't say that. You say, you know, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, but I'm getting better every minute. Confess those things that are not as if they were. So this morning, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to be all right. A lot going on, a lot going on. But when it starts getting rough, we're already at the end of the journey. And I just want to send out my condolences to Brother Frank's sister and the family. And I'm glad I got to speak with him on the phone and his brother was in the room. And you know Jerry, she's going to tell a joke. So she told a joke and she heard him laugh. I'm just so glad I got to speak to Brother Frank. And I'm so sorry for his family loss. May God keep them all. Because mm-hmm. remember, accept what God allows. Man. Brother Frank was just ready to go. I mean, sometimes we just in so much pain. When my husband was dying of cancer, he said, Jerry, do not resuscitate me. I said, oh, no, that's suicide. I'm going to resuscitate you. He said, no, 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 no. As bad as I'm hurting and as sick as I am, do not resuscitate. And at the end, when I saw how hard he was trying to breathe, lungs collapsing, I knew, except what God allows. Mm-hmm. When people are ready to go, let them go. Because we don't know what they're going through. 
So my sincere condolence to Brother Frank's family. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. We thank God. We thank God. Uh-oh. I'm cooking greens. Calvin going to get his fair share today. <laughs> So uh, you got night bring tomorrow, Jerry. You hear me? Yes, yes, tomorrow. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yes, tomorrow. But okay, thank you, Sister Barbara. You are welcome. You are welcome. God bless you today. Is there anyone uh-huh. else? What 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 were you going to say, Jerry? I was just saying thank you, and it can and again. Let's not take life for granted. Okay. Every day right. is, is a gift from God. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to mute your mic. Is there anyone else have just something they would like to say uh, this morning? We have plenty of time. If not, I will pray us out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And if I hear from Brother Frank's sister, I'll be sure and, you know, know what's what tomorrow. I, I wanted to attend that funeral, but I, I'm not allowed to be around a crowd of people. So I know I won't make it, but I can be in prayer, and I can send a, a what they say, what they call it, the sympathy card, and whatever I can send. Yeah. I'm waiting on the sister to call me. Or the pastor that called me yesterday, I mean, wrote me this email waiting on her to call me back. So, yeah. So, all right. No one have anything else they would like to say? I'm going to pray us out, and we pray the Lord again. Bring us back tomorrow morning. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that has been said and done this morning. We thank you for your word today, Father, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, if we will obey that word, it's going to show us which way to go. It's going to show us what we need to do. Help us today to be word walkers, to be obedient to your word. Father, help us to remember ministry. And I ask this morning that, Father, you would show your people what you chose and called them for, what you called and chose them for. Show them, Lord. And, Lord, I ask that you would stir up every gift in them. You stir up the gifts in them today in the name of Jesus. And, God, they want to run this race with patience and working unto you. Again, this morning, Father, your word says the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And pray that you send more labors into the vineyard. But, Father, you made each one of us for your pleasure. You had a purpose and a plan and a system for each of us. Lord, show us the way that we can work unto you while it's day. Night's coming, and when night comes, no man can see. Hallelujah. So, Father, do it for your glory, and that we come out with the testimony unto you, that we know what to do in ministry. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. As we depart this morning, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory. By your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Again, in Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. 
Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, February 2nd, 2023. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We go on our last song of the morning. And after this song, I won't be coming back today. Uh, we thank God. Listen, this is a, a, a request. And this is my daughter that passed away. And my son, we call him Bree. His name is Yusuf. And so this is them two, and I'm going to play this one this morning with request. You begin to learn how you got to adapt in order to win them. You got to learn how you got to go where they at in order to be able to reach them. So we're going to give you this one. This one is called, I Put God On. Okay. Anything that you may be going through, any situation that you may be facing, anything that you may be struggling with,
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.